everyone uh, thanks for joining the Binche millennial podcast Binche participation i'm amanda miguel and i'm nico choa we are two latino millennials sharing our fresh relevant perspective on civics and political participation in the u.s today and today's episode is about talking politics with our families yes yes <laughs> uh, it's a it's a tough topic to discuss um and even though the holidays might look different this year because we're not traveling as much or we shouldn't be, I hope we're not. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that means we're not encountering our family members in physical environments mm -hmm. the way we might in years past. But that doesn't change the fact that we will eventually inevitably encounter our family members, our friends, our neighbors, our roommates, people in our lives who want to have difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. um, which may cause anxiety for us. I'll admit that stuff stresses me out. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that today a bit. And, you know, Nick and I are already wearing <laughs> clearly political pieces. I'm wearing a Black Lives Matter sweatshirt. And I'm wearing a um, Act Up Fight AIDS shirt. Silence equals death. This shirt was, was a slogan created in the 80s during the HIV and AIDS crisis in New York. Um, a lot of government and widespread society was not talking about the fact that countless gay men were just dropping dead and nobody was caring. Mm -hmm. And so ACT UP FIGHT AIDS came up with this slogan that was like, we're not talking about it. We're going to keep dying. Yeah. Silence equals death. We need to talk about this. Yeah. And this, I mean, just even, even these, the shirts, the black lives matter. Um, it's wild because, and this is also by accident too. You know, we didn't plan this and we were just looking at each other. We're like, Oh my gosh. So it's clear that both Nick and I have gotten, obviously have had practice in having these discussions with our family members because for us, yeah, being silent, it means lives. And so, and this is, and this could be for a number of issues across the political spectrum. Nick and I had this um, idea to, hey, we really should open the space for folks because, as we mentioned, um, you might be having these conversations after the post-November uh, 3rd elections. And because it's the holiday season, you're talking to your family more and more, um, it might be still fresh on the mind. And just we want to kind of just talk about it for a sec. Yeah, I think part of what motivates me generally is knowing and our last episode is about our origin stories and i brought up how a number of government policies really boosted my life for the better and without certain political actions i may not be where i am today um so being a beneficiary of food stamps helped me i got nourishment you know mm -hmm. my grandmother had a sibling who died of starvation because they were mm -hmm. so poor mm -hmm. um and they did not have a government program to help feed their family Mm -hmm. thankfully I did. And I just think there are people who view recipients of food stamps and stuff like that as this faceless, evil mm -hmm. grifters, bums, mm -hmm. horrible things. And in my opinion, it's because a lot of people don't really recognize the good those programs do. So I try to come to conversations that are difficult with a humanizing component. Yeah. You know, when someone approaches me and says, well, welfare is just bad. It makes people lazy and it mm. blah, 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 you know, all kinds of horrible things. I, I can say, okay, well, I, I understand how you may think that, 
can I share with you my perspective Mm -hmm. and how literally food stamps and free and reduced lunch helped Mm -hmm. me get nourishment to grow as a human. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes that has an effect on people where they're like, oh, okay, well, oh man, I haven't humanized it in this way. And that's generally my approach is to come up with ways to share with the people I'm having these conversations of like, these aren't abstract, you're evil, I'm bad, Mm -hmm. I'm good, you're bad kind Mm -hmm. of situations. It's politics has real life consequences on you and me and our neighbors and our family. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can share some tips with you all and let us know when the comments send us a DM. Yeah what you think about all this. Yeah, I know. I, I'm really digging the concept of, you know, sharing more stories, right? Sharing your lived experiences and um, it in, it invites others to do the same. Um, and I think, and it takes one, a lot of courage, uh, for, yeah. first and foremost. Uh, two, and courage equals vulnerability. It takes a lot of strength to be vulnerable with others, specifically um, others that already are like, um, I disagree, you know, um, but even then pushing this conversation into your into your home, you might have grown up in the same household, but have extremely different life experiences where you would have different opinions on political issues. And so I think at least a piece of um, me adulting, <laughs> it, it has been having more conversations with my parents, with my siblings, with cousins uncles grandmothers um are like hey uh tell me more you know it's always it's always coming in a place of tell me more um because i'm not gonna dismiss your humanity and not going to dismiss your your opinion um i'm gonna invite the conversation uh and and that has kind of been my approach i will say it's taken a few years to kind of um, soften the edge to my voice because I am just a naturally aggressive person and very passionate is what I usually get. I'm just like, yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> what do you what, tell me more? I think, <laughs> tell me how I can be a better listener. Um, and my dogs here, they're agreeing with me too. They're like, yeah, you're aggressive AF lady. <laughs> we got you, girl. I Let's take from you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know if we, if you want to share any like positive experiences thus far. Yeah. Um, I, I like you, just as Amanda has said, it's taken some time for me to figure out how to work on my approach. Um, I was raised in a family that was like, we were taught to call out something quick. Mm. Um, I mentioned before, I grew up in a large multi-generational family. So if my mom wasn't around, my parent wasn't around, and I was acting a fool and doing something harmful or bad... Mm any one of my family members would call me out and be like, hey, get over here, what are you doing? That's not right. Mm -hmm. So from a very young age, I learned that if I'm in the wrong, anyone around me is gonna call me out and like get me in trouble for it. Mm. Hold you accountable. Um, And so that is like, I just internalized it. I recognize not not, not everybody grows up in that kind of environment, but so I internalized that and I took that with me in my childhood and my teenage years where I saw someone being problematic and I'd be like, yo, what are you doing? Mm. And so that was, you know, some aggression that I need to like work on scaling back um, because I would come to a lot of these conversations just like mm-hmm. zero to 10. Yeah, I'm know? at a 10 already. <laughs> hey. <laughs> like work, worked up and be like, how could you say that? Yeah. What do you mean? Duh. You know, like, yeah. and that's a real quick, easy way to turn off dialogue mm-hmm. to stop mm-hmm. like to 
get the other person to be like, yo, this guy's acting crazy. Mm-hmm. I can't mess with him anymore. I can't talk about him, talk with him about these things. Yeah. Um, and it took me like trial and error. I experienced that where yeah. I would have a very passionate response and, yep. and it's dividing, a, it's, it's a tightrope kind of a walk where you're like, okay, how do I act morally and call someone out for their m- serious problems that they're bringing up? But also, as Amanda mentioned a minute ago, being open to the conversation and welcoming a dialogue and having that kind of engagement. So I think knowing your personal reactions to things Mm. and working on how to get a handle on your interactions is very important. It's like really instrumental to know who you are and how you react to things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if that means... Yeah, self-awareness. Yeah. If that means like, okay, if this person comes with this argument, I'm gonna get crazy. So like, let's avoid it. Or how can I come up with ways to tone myself down or walk it back or be yeah. more respectful, etc. Yeah. That's, and that's not easy at all. <laughs> no, it's not easy. But I think, you know, with your family members, um, and we're assuming, right, good relationships, loving, healthy family relationships. So let me just put that context and lens for this podcast will be having a second part to this conversation when it's not in that lens with family. So just, just as a FYI. So these conversations that we have um, that we're talking about today with family members are the ones that we are choosing to have strong relationships with that we hundred percent like that's family, you know, that's um, I don't know for, for Latinos, right. Your family is your everything I don't know it's like there's I don't know I can even feel like the hair is on the back of my neck go up if someone even like shoots my sisters like a bad glance or something like I'm super protective and like one day my parents will live with me kind of you know it's a to your point multi-generational I want to be that uh, that home that is a multi-generational home because I value family to the most long tangent there but this um these conversations are really crucial you know we especially nick and i you know on our journey of civic engagement and political participation um we we have to have these conversations at home too uh when you when you think of the politicians and basically media social media i should say uh, i don't know if you've ever looked at one of their like ig comments or their twitter threads there's like awful things yeah. um Ugh. that people just aggressively attack and i'm like I'm like, you can do that because you don't know them. But I was like, could you do that to someone that you have, you know, and have a relationship with? Uh, And I think you, you wouldn't get that. You wouldn't have that kind of response. Yeah, and sure. It depends. I mean, for some people, there are connections in their lives that they are willing to just be like, nope, I don't mess with you anymore. This person believes that X, Y, and Z, and I can't associate with someone like that. Bye. And that may, that may work, that may be valid and safe for some people mm-hmm. in some relationships, but it's not always a practical, safe, easy thing to do. Um, and yeah, my response is, let's just talk about it. I, I once yeah. knew a woman who told me like, we were talking and she's like, oh, you're not on Facebook. And I said, no, I'm not because it's just like all kinds of crazy. And this was during the last presidential election, 2016. Mm -hmm. And she said, yeah, just wait until the election's done because 
everybody right now is just being nasty and attacking each other. And like Facebook isn't a place for convert for politics. And I was like, Oh, where is a place for politics? Mm. And I said, Oh, well, do you talk about this with like your families at Thanksgiving or Christmas? And she's like, Oh no, no, no. Thanksgiving is not a place for politics. And I was like, okay. So where is a place for politics? If you can't mm. talk about it on Facebook and you can't talk about it at Thanksgiving and you can't talk about it with your mom or your sister, So we just don't talk about things and we just go on believing whatever it is. Like, Mm -hmm. no, silence is death. We need to talk about these things and they're uncomfortable and it's challenging and it's taxing and it's emotionally draining in some situations. Um, But as Amanda said, we, we hope that the kinds of conversations we're talking about is with people who want to engage, who want to learn more. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, I don't agree with you. I want to know more. What do you think? Share with me and I'll share with you that kind of good faith effort. And that's very idealistic. Mm -hmm. The internet is not a place where that kind of stuff happens a lot. Yeah. Um, So we will save that kind of conversation for, or we'll discuss about those kinds of negative interactions on our next uh, podcast episode. Uh, next week, we'll have our special guest, our Beach and Millennials resident psychotherapist, Lindsay Rojas, mm-hmm. who's a licensed social worker out in Colorado. Um, and she will be sharing with us some conflict resolution tips, some ways to de-escalate and manage these very difficult conversations with people you love. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I don't want to start it like, can, yes, we will have that space. And then I was like, what are the... the the great examples, the, you know, um, the wins, I think for something kind of silly in my family is this past uh, general election, um, my father sent me his I voted sticker. He sent me a video to the family chat and was like, I voted. I have my sticker just so you know. Um, and I think he might have said he's like, so that way you don't have to ask me again or something like that um but it was really tender maybe i'll put it in so y'all could see i posted in our instagram story but to me you know he knew how important it was um that he voted uh and because he loved me he was going to ensure that um he showed up and also reported back to me (laughs) to, to, to demonstrate that so keep him accountable yeah it was really it was you know, something small, but it meant a lot. And, you know, throughout the years, I was like, I don't know. I know my parents have, have always voted, um, since they became citizens. They've, I've no, like I knew that, but, um, like back to the origin story, I really didn't, I didn't really engage in politics aggressively like that. So I, you know, I wasn't on top of them or anything like that, but they all, they always did vote. Um, but what has changed in the last four ish years and the more, um, engaged I became at the state, um, state level, and in local politics, they became much more, oh, did you, you know, they'll talk, they'll talk news with me now. Um, they're like, oh, what do you yeah. think of, I think just recently, um, Javier Becerra became our, a Congress member, former Congress member of California. Then our attorney general, he just got uh, picked to be the secretary of health and human services for the Biden administration. Um, and I, they are like, oh, did you see that? You know, and I was like, look at y'all. It says California and it says Biden. And they're like, Oh, I have to talk to, you know, Amanda about it. Um, so I think that's kind of tender just how, how much more, um, they want to talk about it with me and get my opinion. Uh, so that's new. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's a great win. Um, that's a situation where your parents were involved, but not, 
you know, maybe it previously we're not really talking about it sure. with other people, yeah. but then they realize this is important to our daughter. Yeah. Let's talk with her about these things. I think that's awesome. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's, it's, it's very special that it's your parents yeah. and that's such a close relationship. Um, thinking about wins, I, my mind is going to a friend of mine from college. Mm-hmm. Um, we became friends during like, I don't know, a random party. <laughs> and this friend happens to be, um, her family's from Pakistan and she's uh, Muslim and we became really good friends. We still have a very good friendship to this day. Um, And eventually we lived together at some point and her family, that was a challenge for her family, for her as an unmarried woman to be living with a male. Um, And, you know, we were friends through college and we, after we moved out, at some point she said something like, you know, I talk to you, I talk to my family about you all the time. And I tell them about, you know, the things we do and the food we make and blah, blah, blah. And they just can't wait to meet you. I hope you can come meet my family someday. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. Like, yeah, I would love to meet your family. And then she said, I've never met a gay person until I met you. I didn't know gay people were normal. Like they're just like us. It's just like, they're not scary. And she said like, for, for a while, she didn't understand gay people and didn't right. know if, like, what the heck a gay person was like. Mm-hmm. And when she said that, I was like, whoa, we've been friends for, like, what, four years at this yeah. point? And I, like, I had no idea that I had that kind of impact on her. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I met her family at her wedding, and her family was great. They were the kindest people. They were so hospitable mm-hmm. and open-hearted and warm and it honestly just felt like I was home with my family. That's kind. But they were, they are Pakistani Muslim family yeah. in the American South. And I was like, this is a lot like my extended big Mexican family where there's mm-hmm. like a million cousins and little kids running around and, yeah. you know, there's aunties and tias. Um, and like after that wedding, I went home to my parents, to my family. And my grandpa was like, you know, my grandpa, who's been a laborer all his life, um, who didn't have more than a grade school education, who doesn't know English, was like, what have you been up to? Like, I heard you were traveling. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was at my friend's wedding. Here's some pictures. So I whip out pictures of this Muslim wedding. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, my God, that dress is beautiful. What are they wearing? And mm-hmm. oh, my God, that food looks amazing. Who are these people? How do you know them? And so I told him, you know, this is a dear friend, etc. And his eyes like just... I, I can still picture the look on his face. He was like, and I described to him how his, how her family was with me. And he was like, Oh my God, that sounds like our family. Aww. And I was like, yeah, grandpa, yeah. like th- this Pakistani family is huge and loving and boisterous and fun and welcoming and human is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. My grandpa probably, I don't know if he's ever met a Muslim person or someone mm-hmm. from Pakistan. He's lived in the borderlands all his life mm-hmm. where there aren't many. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like, holy wow. I just like existing and sharing my life with my friend Mm -hmm. opened her eyes and changed her worldview and introduced my humanity to her family. And similarly, the things that she shared with me opened up the eyes of my 80 something year old grandpa to the lives Mm of Muslim people who aren't scary things or who aren't Mm -hmm. scary demon people. Mm-hmm. the way you know some people might think and i just 
I don't know, I'll go to my grave just thinking about this because it is such a beautiful connection of humanity. And if you open yourself up and you're willing to share yourself and hear what other people have, mm-hmm. you can connect, you might understand. A lot of things that we see out there online is very one dimensional and it's very yes. superficial. And it's this person's evil. These kind of people are going to take your money or your jobs or kill your families, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that aggressive yeah. very dishonest misleading kind yes. of way and the reality is life is nuanced yes and we don't want to take your jobs <laughs> you know like we're <laughs> human we jobs. want to have our own job we want to build our own families and yeah. provide for ourselves and the people we care about we're not all we're not scary right right you know um if your motivation is different like hey i love you as a human as a person as someone in my life I just want to talk. I want to understand you. I want to share with you what's important to me. That's an entirely different motivation than what we just laid out. And hopefully, you know, if people approach these conversations in good faith, you can lead to some better understanding of one another and say, listen, Amanda, I understand you feel that way. I, that's not my perspective. That's not my experience. Here's how I've lived mm. the thing you just talked about. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you make it about me and you as humans, you and I, as someone I care about, mm-hmm. and not like the bogeyman, mm-hmm. whoever the bogeyman of the week is, trying to steal your lunch money and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kill your dogs. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I have, I have, I have faith. I, I hope. Yeah. No, we do have faith. And I think you highlighted something super important, um, that we are important messengers in our family. Uh, for those that are listening, you are likely already engaged and trying to find ways to expand that impact. Your family is a great way to start. Um, and we have just shared examples of successes. And I think that's a good thing to land on uh, right before our quick break. This is going to be our second commercial. But the importance of the messenger is is a really key part to all of this work. Amanda brought up our, our commercial, our ad. We're trying to get into this space where we can engage with partners and boost, um, celebrate and support small businesses and businesses owned by women and women of color specifically. So here we are at Binch Millennial uh, in our Binch of Participation po- podcast, trying to suggest to you all, our listeners, who may be hunting for gifts for your family or just ways to keep busy and new things to try out, as the holidays approach and quarantine cabin fever kicks in. <laughs> yes. And, and again, like Nick said, as we approach the holidays, we've been on the search for fun and entertaining activities because we don't want to get our family COVID for Christmas. So instead, Todo Verde is offering these holiday bundles that include ingredients, a branded apron or tote bag, and a personalized signed copy of their plant-based Mexican cookbook, La Vida Verde. Oh, yeah. You can order today nice. at todoverde.com org forward slash shop and this is i've already worn this through and through it's got like grease marks and stuff i'm like oh my gosh but it is awesome we actually just used it this past weekend my family and i and they it was really cute it was really tender everyone was like how much how much cumin do i have to use and we're like one tablespoon it was really fun and i'm gonna be using it to 
uh, cook some dishes with my family and friends. And a special incentive for the month of December, Todo Verde is donating 10% of all merchandise sales from their online shop, which is where you can purchase this, uh, to Know Us Without You. It is a nonprofit organization in Los Angeles providing food security for undocumented back-of-house staff. And that, to me, is a huge win because, as everyone knows, small businesses, specifically restaurants, uh, are industries that are really feeling the effects of uh, the pandemic. So being able to support them and, and their, them themselves having access to food uh, is really important. So just want to share that with all of our listeners. This is something we 100% stand by and excited for you to for you all to check it out. Yeah, I'm looking at their website right now. They have uh, tacos al pastor made with jackfruit. Carnitas made with jackfruit. I wish, man, when I was in middle school, I told my mom I wanted to be a vegetarian. Yeah. And she gave me the response, but good luck, because I'm not making you special meat, meatless food. <laughs> Try being a vegetarian in a Mexican household when you're a child. It was impossible. <laughs> I wish I had this when I was a kid. <laughs> She's like, no, you're on your own, son. <laughs> yeah, there's queso fresco here. I mean, todo verde sounds legit. It seems really tasty. Um, check them out, y'all. Todo yeah. verde. Org. Yeah, well, making uh, food together as a family is a really for a fun time to have. It's you know better in person, and unfortunately, if we can't travel because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. doing it on Zoom is the next best thing. Uh, Amanda had you know you sent packages to your family, and then everybody like made the tacos together from their home on Zoom. Super cute, um, and that just makes me miss sorely the family connections of being together during the holidays and and it's it's this beautiful complicated messy fun Mm. environment personally where you've got family huge family with different personalities everybody brings something new to the table and so you do want to talk about you know your one cousin won't stop talking about the world of series poker games and your other cousin knows all the answers to baseball and someone else knows how to build your house from scratch or whatever everybody's got an opinion Mm -hmm. on everything um and that's no exception, especially in light of we just had a big election. The consequences are huge. Mm-hmm. A lot of people before more than ever have voted in this election. So mm-hmm. it's likely to be fresh on people's minds when you have a Zoom or a family chat or whatever. Hopefully people aren't traveling and mixing around with family too much, being safe. But it can get sticky. So tying back, tying it back around to our conversation about talking with your family. And I, I hope... I hope we each can recognize someone when someone in our family wants to talk about things or when they just want to fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can tell when someone's like, I'm just going to talk smack at you and snark the house down. Like, and what are you going to do in that situation? You can walk away. You can be like, deal. I'm not messing with you right now. Right. I'm not down. Right. Um, but you know, if it's, if it's in a good faith, uh, I want to learn that's an excellent room for conversation. I, in the process of getting ready for this podcast, I was looking up, reading a million things, it seems. Um, and I learned about these the hosts of these pod, of a podcast, and, uh, Sarah Holland and Beth Silvers. Mm. Their podcast is Pantsuit Politics. And they are the co-authors of a book called, I Think You're Wrong, But I'm Listening. Um, Sarah is on the left side of the political spectrum. Beth is on the right they became friends in college, like over a decade ago. Um, 
And they have this book, which I have yet to read, but apparently this book is encouraging people to, when you come to these conversations, like not keep the jersey of your team on in a way, like mm-hmm. put that aside mm-hmm. and come to the conversation, like not talking about the democratic machine or the Republican party, but like, what do these policies affect our backyards, our front yards, our roads, our children and our schools? Let's talk about those things. And then their advice is when you humanize it in that way, then you can see the impact that your relative has felt on this or that and share yours as well. Yeah, you reminded me, I think I want to say we've talked about this organization in past episodes, but I want to say I've mentioned Braver Angels. They're a citizens organization that unite like red and blue Americans and a working alliance to depolarize America. So they, their their goal is similar, like conversations, friendships, relationships, um, so that they can kind of bring down the walls and um, also turn down the heat. I guess I'm using all these yeah. analogies, but in, in, in a lot of ways, they, they always highlight like members who are from opposite ends of the political spectrum, but have a really great relationship. So that has been something that um, I've been trying to explore as well, because I may or may not struggle with it sometimes. Um, but we can all learn to, uh, or not learn, but um, can take the good and try to see how you can, it can apply to your life. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, sorry. I got distracted. My puppy just walked in the room. Come here. Come here, Dosita. Hey, come here. Say hi to our friends. Oh, she's not. She walked she upstairs all by herself. Come here. Hey, if you're watching this podcast right now on YouTube, I'm <laughs> showing you all my dog. Mama. She's a cute little terrier rescue. She's the sweetest little animal. Has nothing to do with this conversation except that she barged <laughs> she barged in uninvited. <laughs> Metida y pepa, como, como el papá. Um, I think your Amanda, your point about figuring out ways to lower the heat mm-hmm. is very important and something we can all stand to learn from. I mean, if it's just a shouting match and you come to the table screaming and hollering and throwing things, when did you ever learn something from that method? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I certainly didn't. And I don't, I don't know if that works for a lot of people, but come up with ways to learn each other's, you know, learn the communication uh, styles of the people around you mm-hmm. and, and try to figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Because I, we, you don't want to be talking past each other. You know, I'm just shouting at you, but I'm not really interested in connecting with you. That's not a conversation, right? Yeah. And, and for folks listening, this is just part one of the discussion, you know, because it's I will say this one's kind of sticky. You know, there wasn't like a clear way of saying, oh, it's positive and there's and it's great. And there's always <laughs> you always have success. I mean, even the small things that we shared now, it was kind of sticky and it's a little uncomfortable. And I think having tangible um, plans and personal goals for you is, is going to be really important as you navigate this conversation. So we're excited to bring that to you all next week. We have, um, like we mentioned, we're bringing our resident psychotherapist, Lindsay Rojas to join us. And, um, we want you to have the tools, but also kind of know the, how to, how to, frankly, how to identify when it's going South outside of just tone and past 
uh, experiences, um, we don't want to set you up for, you know, failure and or something super traumatic. <laughs> that's not we're, that's not what we want you to do either. Yeah, yeah. So tune in next week. Lindsay Rojas, who's been on Pinch a Millennial before, um, will be sharing with us various communication tips she's learned as a psychotherapist and that she teaches to her clients as a licensed social worker. Uh, it'll be a fruitful conversation and I hope I hope you all can get as much out of it as as we have put into it, putting it together. Here is a quick snippet of that conversation um, and we'll we'll put it here. Hi all, I'm Lindsay Rojas, licensed clinical social worker and resident mental health expert here at Pinchy Millennial. Looking forward to talking with you about how to navigate and recognize non-productive or abusive behaviors during difficult conversations. Um, we're gonna talk about gaslighting, how to recognize when someone is trying to gaslight you or manipulate you, ways that you can de-escalate the situation or remove yourself from it, how to manage expectations and how to set boundaries for yourself. Yeah, so that was just a quick little snippet of Lindsay Rojas's uh, advice and what we're going to talk about. Um, we decided our month of December as the podcast would be about familial, familial connections and personal relationships. And so this is very much in line with that. We hope that it is um, helpful to you all. And we are also excited because Lindsay's the first guest on this podcast. We hope to have other cast, uh, guests on this podcast in the future, but what a great way to start with then with a licensed social worker who can help us help coach us through difficult conversations. Yeah, we're, we're not experts. So we will make sure to bring you experts. So we're not just, you know, talking a, a mess here. But um, yeah, we're excited for our next few episodes for the year. This is December, Nick, we're like, about to wrap it up and uh, start 2021, hope, 2021, hopefully fresh and renewed. Oh, um, hopefully it's better than this year. <laughs> and Jeez. we and we promise we're going to have some podcast uh, episodes that will be extremely exciting and relevant, with, especially with the change in administration. Well, that's going to mean with our continuing work here um, at the very micro level. Um, but it's to my in my experience, one of the most powerful things we can do. So uh, with that, Nick, any other last minute things you want to share with our listeners? Just again, urge people to be safe, avoid non-essential travel, wear your masks, wash your hands. Don't engage in risky behaviors. This pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. Please, please look out for your communities and the families and the people around you. Be safe, y'all. Yes, be safe. We want you... <laughs> once you safe um and yeah thank you all for listening again this is pinche millennials pinche participation podcast i'm amanda miguel and i'm nick Ochoa. we'll talk to you another time peace, peace out